Welcome to Nerd News. Now it's the last show of the year. Uh, 2020 will be gone in a matter of days. Uh, I'm joined by Miss Jen. Just you and me closing out the year tonight. How are you doing? I'm kind of sad, man. <laughs> I miss the guys. I, I know it's not about 2020 being over. <laughs> no. No. I'm not sad about that. <laughs> huh? I'm not sad about that at all. I'm excited for a new year and what it brings. Oh, well, what are you sad about? Nothing. Oh, I thought you said you're sad about it. Mm-mm. No, I said uh, I'm not. Oh, you're not sad about it. Yeah. Um, this has been flying by and and dragging all at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I don't know. I keep I keep thinking, you know, like, ah, it'll be better in March. Ah, it'll be better in April. Ah, it'll be better in May. And now I'm just like, well, 2021 won't be as bad, but maybe I'm really just looking forward to 2022. Because then maybe by then it'll be, you know, more normal. It, they, they've been talking about the, you know, the new normal for, you know, since March um, and what that might look like. Uh, to some people, it looks exactly the same as the old normal. So I guess it just depends on, you know, what you want to do and who you want to be around, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. There's a, we've been having kind of like loose discussions in the retailer groups about what the transition looks like for us when you have some people that have been inoculated and some people that haven't. And when the transition happens for masks or no masks or... If someone comes in and says, hey, I've been inoculated, and it's, all, it's all chill. Like, do we need to see your papers? Are we going to be those guys now? Mm, I, well, well, here's the thing. In an ideal world, which we do not live in, ideally, everyone would just keep it up through the point where the news is like, and 90% of people have been vaccinated. I, I really think that should probably be the marker. Um, but as, as we know, well, one... Uh, I mean, I don't think this is going to turn into an I am legend situation. I hope not. But uh, I think I think everyone that's taking the vaccine is going to be fine. What we don't know is, is it going to be effective? How effective is it going to be? Because I get a flu shot every year, no matter what. But just to be, you know, completely honest about it, I've gotten the flu while, you know, after getting a flu shot. And it's basically you get like a touch of it, a light touch. So it's not like it. It's not like that vaccine eradicates, you know, COVID or, or anything else. Uh, so you still have to manage it. And now they're saying just like in the same way that asymptomatic people were like the biggest spreaders of this because, you know, I don't I didn't know I didn't feel sick. I was still around these people. Um, if you get vaccinated. They think that you can still carry it. So. If that's the case, and if you were one of the people, like a like most people now, I think, are wearing a mask to at least like show camaraderie and like you know team spirit. And hey, if I have it, I don't want to infect you because you know they can throw out the numbers of the uh, you know 99% survival rate all they want, but this does do damage to a lot of people, and obviously people who are more susceptible to it. Um, once they get it, you can't ungive it to them. So, you know, if whatever happens, happens. And since you want to protect those susceptible and older family members, uh, I think it's just best to keep the practice up. It, it's just the, the same way where it's like, we wear a seatbelt every single day, but, you know, that's not going to prevent a wreck or that's not going to prevent someone from, you know, but you still you still do it. It's just like a habit. And uh, I don't think there's any way to unpoliticize mask wearing at this point. There's just not. And what's crazy to me is that um, maybe it wasn't being done earlier or more fervently um, in certain communities. Uh, because I... I think from here on out, I don't know about, about you or when we're even going to be to this point. I can see it being really big in the con community because it's basically just like, oh, I can't decide which t-shirt 
to where which popular pop culture entity to spark conversations with all over the Comic Con floor. Now you can wear a mask and and represent two fandoms at once, or just hardcore one fandom. But I, I really do think. Uh, I don't know. I think people maybe should start thinking about wearing masks on airplanes forever. <laughs> I mean, I just like w- one thing that people keep saying is, well, why are the flu numbers so low? You know, kind of insinuating that a lot of people have the flu and it's really being, you know, checked off as, you know, COVID or whatever. But maybe it's because we're actually like washing our hands, staying away from each other, and wearing masks for the first time. I don't know. It's like, other countries have been doing this for a long time. Like you, you know, we've we've seen SARS overseas, you know, what decade ago or, or more, and uh, people just wearing masks and uh, just out of the respect of community, and also because there's, despite that, there's germs, there's allergies, there's all kinds of stuff. Trust me, as a person with glasses, I don't like wearing it. Like it's just like it doesn't, <laughs> it's not effective. Um, you can't keep your hand on a swivel as much and your glasses fog up. So, but, uh, I, from a retailer perspective, I mean, what, what did they say? Did they basically say, well, we're just going to have to, I mean, because you've had, I'm sure you've had to serve people that were refusing to wear a mask anyway, or maybe they had one and they took it off or, or you've been to other stores in which you were like in checkout line and, and people weren't following it. I mean, at some point, it was so exhausting that, you know, people were kind of doing what they wanted to anyway. So I don't know. I, I don't know. If I were someone, if I'm lucky enough to get the vaccine on like the second or third wave, I'm still going to wear a mask. I'm not because I'm not going to go, oh, it's OK. I, I got vaccinated. <laughs> like, it's just like that's that's too much to go through. Why not just put on your mask and go on about your day? But eh, some people don't want to do that, right? But I, yeah, I mean, I would say if we had to predict at this point, May, I don't know. I think that most everyone in the nerd world is just crossing all their fingers and toes that it could, it could be successful enough that Comic Con can happen. Which I, I think they would have had to have already claimed the space and and made things start happening now. <laughs> I think because they usually start selling tickets in uh, January, so <laughs> they would have to know now. Yeah, um, well, in a situation like that, for sure, I, I would be wearing a mask till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it was like, okay, 80% of people are vaccinated or, you know, the numbers are microscopic. It's because um, then once we get to that point, then you got to worry about, you know, the, the summer stuff. And then you got and then and then October will be right. September, October flu season will be right around the corner. I don't know. I guess it just comes down to personal preference or what you're comfortable with. But it it seems like, have we seen a whole bunch of pushback from people just not wanting to wear shirts and shoes in grocery stores for the last 40 years? I don't remember that personally, do you? I mean, I I don't... No. Yeah, so why... It could just, just put a fourth thing on there, just mask. But, again... Some, um, I don't like. Uh, my husband has one that's uh, the space balls, the face mask. He gets more compliments on that face mask. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, I rock like the you know Thundercats and Disney ones and Marvel ones and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's fun now. Are they medical grade? No. So what you know, the, the, I keep going back to this. I think this was all sort of foreshadowed in Wayne's world number one but like just don't spray a thing like people don't realize how much spittle is just emanating so whether it's cotton or whether it's n95 filters or whatever that it prevents that from going out so if they're like hey droplets because i'm starting to see a lot not pushback but i'm starting to see a lot of people rethinking the idea of surface cleaning like, there's been a lot of stuff, like, I saw several NPR articles over the weekend, like, hey, are you still using all your time, you know, wiping down with bleach and Lysol? Eh, probably don't need to. Well, okay. But I guess that just depends. If you want to put, like, your eyeballs on your counter, then sure. 
you probably still need to watch them. But um, I, I think 2020 became the year of awareness on a lot of fronts. And, and you know, with starting back in March, I think a lot of people became how, you know, aware of exactly how much we used to touch our faces. Oh, gosh, yes. Because it was like, it was like, whoa, wait, I do that? And you, it's just like, you know, I itch, touch your face, nose itch, touch your face, you know, uh, sneeze, wipe it off. But now it's like cognizant. I mean, I guess we were just acting like a bunch of second graders and, and now we're not, you know. But, uh, well, I say that, but, you know, the, the numbers are up and we'll see. I, the one thing that bothers me about it is like it's, you know, you would have hoped at this point we would have had a treatment for it. Like, like an actual, you know, we know about, like, people with special access to world-class doctors and different concoctions and cocktails, but you would have thought we would have had, you know, like, if, if you get the flu, it's like, oh, here's a Z-pack and a steroid shot. You'll be good in a few days. I wish it was, I wish it was like that, but honestly, because of the, you know, the hyper political pol- 2020, yep. Last revenge, politicization of all of it. Um, that stuff gets lost in the news. All the science has gotten lost in the news. Like, um, I, one question I was asking in March, I still have yet to be answered. Uh, how much did it cost to create a test? Like, what what's the unit per test? I mean, if it was like. Hey government, if I give you five bucks a week, can can I just have like three test swabs a week just to protect my family and coworkers? That would have been. I mean, that's kind of where eh, it could have all been different, but you know, I don't know. So anyway, the the retailers association uh, is probably gonna have to figure that out, just like everyone else, right? I mean, there's. I guess it's one of those things where. You have a customer base. You hope that they respect whatever signs you put up, whatever you decide to do, and whatever. And you got to do whatever makes you feel that like your business can stay open and function and keep your uh, customers and workers healthy, right? I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what you have to focus on. Yeah, I think I think ours is a little more focused than maybe some other places. I, I've got three people on staff that are pretty high risk. Yeah, and it's like super. Um, awkward, right? So I can't say to someone coming in, I've got three high-risk employees on today. I'm sharing medical information, this private medical information. I can say it in a general way, but if they start asking me who it is, I'm like, I can't tell you. Well, you're just making it up. No, that seems like a really weird thing to make up. (laughs) Yeah. Now, that was a hypothetical thing, right? So like, I would hope no one would ever push back in that way, that you're just making that up. Like, it's my store. Like, okay. <laughs> I've had people make the face at me. Like they don't believe what I'm saying. I'm like, do you really think that I'm spending all my time thinking of ways to make it harder for you to come in and shop with me? <laughs> yeah. Not- uh, I mean, honestly, well, we don't know about the long-term effects. I would think everyone, I think people with lungs might be high risk. Maybe. I mean, I, I think so. I mean, just the way that it affects even like, top athletes and then you have the copd and the the heart i mean who knows what the long-term effects are but uh yeah i i think that's why it's better to do like you said you know you have people that you know need to be more protected but if you do a blanket and like you know protect everyone then you don't have to kind of give out individual information right just the same way it's like well, do we need to show a vaccine card? No, just everyone just keep wearing a mask. Just keep wearing a mask. Just keep wearing a mask and be glad that you got a vaccine. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I tell you, I would, you know, the, the, the stimulus is like a whole other issue, right? But it's like, I've been lucky enough to be working this whole time. So mm-hmm. I would prefer that to go to, and I, and I can do what I want. I can donate that where I want when I get it, but I would prefer almost before, you know, as it's leaving the governmental buildings, like, Hey, just, can you give that to someone who, who needs it? 
or let's let me trade that in for the vaccine so I can keep working. You know, like I've been lucky enough to work like let's keep society going. And that's that's the part I don't get. I don't know. I just like well, at this point. There's there's a lot of people that need a lot more money than that. So I yeah, yeah. even yeah, I, if it gets even if it gets increased, but I, saw I would totally, totally trade my stimulus check for a vaccine right now. <laughs> I saw a cool chart today that was basically how how long just if for rent, how long six hundred dollars lasts in different places. I think like New York, it was like two days or something. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can tell you in Texas, it's uh twelve days. Yep. I mean, that's you know, and 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 that's just you know, that's just rent. We're not talking about you know, if you're behind on electric bill or any other, you know, water, uh, any other necessities, obviously <laughs> groceries cost money. So, uh, yeah, I, I think if you added up all the essential stuff, I would probably believe something, you know, less than a week in New York because the the rent has gone up um, 50 percent since 2009, while, while wages uh, have not. I, re- I remember in 2007, I think the uh, national minimum wage was up to like 575, and then you know they passed that slow rolling bill where I think it's now it's officially like 750, maybe 725. I think so. And it's supposed, yeah, but but if it was keeping up with like the inflation of cost expenses that'd be $15 right now. But then anytime you mention that, people are like, oh, you're going to crumble the economy. It's like, well, okay. Well, then how, explain to me if, explain to me how rent and and housing has gone up 50%. <laughs> like, it just, yeah, as the, unpopula- as the population increases and, and all that. But um. Well, uh, I don't know. Do you think any any comic books are going to touch pandemic stuff for a while? I don't know. What I've noticed, though, there's been some that have come out that are um, that are COVID focused, like they're stories out of COVID. And from just my experience, no one's buying them because no one wants to read about what they're living through right now. So. so- Part of it was, I know what they wanted to do to have like real life, you know, front for the line, first responders kind of stuff, but no one's buying them. I really do think people have had enough of reading or thinking about it. What's funny, and we talked about this, but but way, you know, March seems like eons ago, but way back in March, um, two of the most, uh, I think the, the first week this really hit, two of the top five streaming movies were outbreak and contagion mm-hmm. and and i don't think that's the case now i mean i i i know that people are still not watching those movies 10 months later but what i mean is i don't i think at that time people were like oh this is interesting okay let's see where this goes and now we're just like we saw where it went and it wasn't good can we go can we watch soul or something you know like can we just do something else? you're gonna laugh at me but um I had a hankering to watch the old, um, the stand, like the one that came out on TV as a as a series. Oh yeah, get it. It was like not on any streaming service, and our copies are all on VHS. So that's what I asked for for Christmas. I think it was like that, and I and asked for a business book about Netflix. But uh, I got I got the DVD, and I binge watched it on Sunday. It made me so happy and nostalgic until I got to the part where I knew I hated it. Where Got to Vegas and you got the hand of God part, which was really awkward and weird. I was like, oh man, if we could have just done away with this part of this show, it would have been the most perfect show ever. Yeah, and now has has the new one started already? I saw the kind of a, a promo for CBS All Access, but I don't I don't know. I feel see, I still don't I have CBS All Access. I need to catch up on Picard. I think they do it like once a week, but I believe it started. So, and I, this is bad of me, but I, I think it's just a remake, right? I mean, I don't think it's because 
at some point there was extra stories just from that universe, just like all Stephen King stuff where it's runoff and and they had I can't remember what company did it, if it was Dark Horse or someone else, but I mean there's been comic adaptations and spinoffs and miniseries and just extra stories of characters we saw in that or that were you know, just the historical type stuff. Just like with any popular you know, sci-fi entity, at some point you get expanded universe stuff, right? So yeah. uh, I'll have to, I don't know, I'll have to check. Um, so I assume, so it comes on Blu-ray now? Like yeah. the original? You were, okay. I was happy to find it because I, I thought maybe it wouldn't. That was the reason why we couldn't stream it because it just wasn't available. They thought themselves, hey, we're on TV and we don't need that again. I don't know who would want to put them, themselves through this because it's already a long enough movie as it is, but it would be kind of cool if they if there was a way to watch it uncut from how it aired on television so you can watch all the commercials, too. Oh, that'd be interesting. I mean, I mean just to, like, see what, you know, I don't know, what, what, what was being advertised at the time because would that have been, like, 96 or 94? Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to go back and see I mean, when. Definitely 90s, right? I mean, because you had the stand, you had Lingoliers, mm-hmm. um, you had, you know, you had. I mean, Stephen King has always had stuff, and it's funny, like you know, now more than today, there could be an entire streaming service probably just dedicated to his stuff or stuff inspired uh, by him. But so, other than that, Hand of God scene, how did it, how does it hold up? It was, it was really good. There's not a lot of like special effects that are needed for the film, so everything looked really great. I think they could just like if they fixed that part, honestly, just the last couple of minutes. It's not just the hand of God that messes it up. There's like special, like lightning thing that uh, the main bad guy does. That just like it goes from being perfect and scary and like oh my gosh to being like oh lord. <laughs> was it like Emperor Palpatine? I can't. I don't remember that part. Was it Emperor Palpatine lightning bolts or something else? Like that. It was like a big green ball of lightning stuff that goes and hits the trash can man and makes him fall down and shake. It's after yeah. all the up of the man in black that he that Randall Flagg does that. You're just like what. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I hope in the new one, all that should be resolved, especially with the ability of effects. So, uh, I'm assuming, so you got, did you get your Netflix business book as well? I did. I haven't cracked it yet to start reading it. I'm excited to kind of like figure out how deep it goes. Cause I've always been intrigued by businesses, what they, when they, find themselves kind of in a corner when they're like, oh, we're just going to ship discs around the country and that'll be great. And then you have Redbox show up and you're like, oh, we're screwed. Yeah. And then, but, you know, I wonder if, I wonder how much they go into the aspect of uh, Blockbuster trying to, you know, realize like, oh no, we better adapt to this because, I don't know if a lot of people remember, but Blockbuster was doing that towards the end where they had, you know, you signed up for the disc and um, you would get it in a Blockbuster envelope. Um, but it was like too little, too late. Red, Redbox is still around, um, yeah. uh, but I don't know what their current value is. It's not Netflix, <laughs> but Netflix was able. Now, I, I'm pretty sure Redbox has like a streaming aspect, too. But the, but the few times I've used it, it's just like, you know, insert a card and, and get it at the grocery store and bring it back a, a few days later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be it'll be interesting to know if they get into it, like, how does Netflix make money? Because, like, people are always trying to figure that out. You know, obviously past the subscription fees. And I'm sure if you've watched Netflix in the last month, I'm sure that on every device you watch it on, you get that warning about, Hey, your account's going up two bucks in January or whatever. And it's like, I'm like, huh? I don't even know what I pay for it for Netflix. At this point, I'm just like, whatever you want to charge me, man. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, 
I think the plan I have is going up to thirteen ninety nine, but I'm not positive. Because we also or five ninety nine is that when it started five ninety nine six ninety nine. I think so. Um, and I always had like the, I mean, there was some. What's the longest that you had a disc for from Netflix? Oh, I think we still have one. <laughs> okay, well then you you had me beat. I had one, I think, for like eighteen months and just never watched it. And then I'm just like, I better send this back now because um and what's funny is like some people you know younger people probably never remember renting a dvd now or or having i mean on the netflix option having that like a dvd and streaming or two dvds and streaming but yeah i i think you know dvd and blu-ray rentals might still be alive because of and sales might still be alive because of the the simple aspect of, you know, if you want to watch a show, like you mentioned, it could be on one of these 10 streaming services you don't have, or it could be on none of them. Because with, you know, there's no, uh, there's, there's no thing that stops. If you have it on DVD, you can play it all the time. You don't have to worry about contracts and licensing and all that stuff. And with all these streaming services and all the different production companies that have made shows and movies over the years you're at the mercy of just like you know what gets renewed in january it's like most people don't even know what films were produced by what companies so how would they be able to keep up with it on that extra level of you know you obviously have the websites like you know what's leaving netflix in december what's coming in january but that doesn't really always cover you for the other you know 19 streaming services <laughs> find frustrating is that when you find like let's say you just happen across a some show and it's got one season of the show on it you watch the one season and you really liked it well how do you get to the other seasons until they put another season on the streaming service you're on you're stuck with that one that one season that's all you get yeah um and and there's some that i've seen like the the dc stuff the arrowverse stuff on cw it's almost like the week the the you know whether it's Flash or Arrow the week that finale plays it's almost immediately available on Netflix. But if you're if you're seeing all these advertisements for the current season, you're like, oh, I'm going to binge that, and then you binge the whole thing, and then you're kind of stuck based on your cable provider. And I would assume a lot of people, you know, I I know a lot of people who cut the cords and they just went back because there was like, well. You know, I thought I was just going to be saving all this money, but then you get like nine streaming services and you're not. So then I cut it all back to Netflix and cable. And it's like, okay, I, I don't know. I don't know how much longer cable is going to be around, but they have such a foothold in, <laughs> over all of us. Not to mention the fact that I think, uh, I think that like 75% of America basically has to choose an internet provider you know, the, their their ISP is a cable company. So, mm-hmm. I mean, until that, until that universally changes, you're kind of stuck. And then, of course, they throw all the double and triple, you know, play deals and, and all that stuff on there to where it's like, well, okay, I can't, you can't really fully escape it anyway. But uh, that that's one thing where it's just like, it's so hard to keep up with what is on what service and how many seasons and are all these seasons available and if so why not and it's just yeah so that that's the one thing where it's like that's part of the reason i just hold on to physical media (laughs) it's just the 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 comfort of knowing that okay i can watch this whenever i want but uh so Speaking, switching back to digital and streaming services, I thought we were all given this wonderful gift by HBO Max and Warner, a Wonder Woman on Christmas. Yeah. A lot of people didn't feel that way because there's been like just insanely, first of all, people like on my social media feeds and stuff who have had zero interest in anything comic books for their whole life were like, well, I saw that, and I wouldn't have gone to pay for it in a theater. And it's like, well, okay. Like, how would you... Like, uh, uh, anyway. 
I spent money to go. <laughs> Wait, you did? So you saw it in the theater? Yeah, it was actually a fairly full theater. I mean, com- it's not like Christmas Day in normal Christmas Day. No. Everyone goes to the movies on normal Christmas Day in their pajamas or whatever the new outfit is that they opened up that morning. But it was so it's different. It's a smaller version of that where everyone was in their pajamas and their blankets and whatever and looking looking savvy in their new their new shoes or whatever. But it was like it was a fun movie. I didn't have anyone like be like, oh man, I wish I had my money back come out of the movie well, theater. You know, well, when when I say anyone, I'm talking about, you know, uh, social media is not people that you're talking to 100% of the time or, you know, inter- interpersonally or, or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, it started out with, you know, pretty low reviews and then people comparing it to other stuff. And it's like, I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. Like, I, I think what threw people off is the, the tone from the first one to the second one. But, you know, you jump ahead like 40 years. And then on top of that, you are tackling big themes. But I think some of the themes are not really resonating with people the way they do with others. And that's part of it. Part of it was probably the insanely long build up to this movie, because remember, even you were like, (laughs) I eh, like, you know, you saw you saw because you were you have been going to the movies when you can to support the theaters this whole time. And it's like. You just see that trailer over and over and over and over and over. And, it, you know, the the allurement of it is kind of like, okay, let's just, you know, maybe get this over with so we can stop seeing trailers for it. But uh, so you helped to contribute to the $16.7 million domestic box office, which yeah. is by far and away, the, they're calling it the COVID era uh, record. So... Oh, you know, it opened internationally last week. And uh, look, 16.7, that's like maybe 11% of what the first one got in the box office in the first week. But it was enough for them to immediately green light number three. So despite all the sort of whatever we want to call it, reviews on all sides or whatever, they just went ahead and green lit number three and been like, okay, well, we'll <laughs> we're doing this anyway. But uh, so what were your impressions of the film? Um, let's see. I like the I like the extra effort they went through to try to make it era accurate or at least era funny. They're trying to like make references to things that would, you know, if you grew up in the 80s, you'd be like, oh, aha, I recognize parachute pants and now that's funny. And I had forgot about fanny packs, honestly. I never had a fanny pack in the 80s, so I'm sure they existed, but I don't remember them all. I I don't remember them as like a, a daily accessory or, you know, like I remember them as if you were going on a family vacation or to like someplace like Splashtown or Astroworld or whatever, where you just needed extra pockets. Um, maybe they should bring back or incorporate more fanny packs into cosplay. Because there's a lot of cosplay out there where they're like, oh, this costume's cool, but I have no pockets. Gosh, isn't that the truth? You usually have to have somebody with you to carry your nonsense. You gotta have yeah. have someone that like will hydrate you by handing you water. You gotta have some, you know, like a fix-it kit in case stuff falls off your costume. <laughs> Sounds like Fanny Pack. I mean, uh, Fanny Pack would do that. Um, I think if there is any like fatigue on this film, other than having waited for it for so long, it might be eight eighties. Because I, I wasn't thinking from the aspect of like, oh yeah, Stranger Things, you know, kind of brought that back into prominence um, as far as current pop culture. And maybe people are just burned out on the eighties. Like, oh, okay, we get it, the eighties, but. I I liked it. I think um, I think maybe it would have been cool to see so, a time lapse of her going through different decades, though, right? I you know that that might have added to it. And uh, but no, look, it look, I like uh, Gal Gadot. I like Chris Pines. I, I love Pedro Pascal. I love Kristen Wiig. So to me, 
everything was on point. And I guess like if the stuff wasn't hitting, it's maybe because everyone just wants to see Endgame every time now. I don't know, but like DC is not Marvel. So, and, and then another criticism was that Wonder Woman's weak in this. Haven't they ever seen aliens with Ripley or Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron or The Bride and Kill Bill? And it's like, you do realize that you just listed like three almost NC-17 movies, right? <laughs> like, or, you know, it's this is not, and, and it's like watching the film and now people, you know, and you know, people just troll and comment and do whatever they want anyway. But uh, if someone hadn't, has not seen the movie then you know we, we don't want to do super spoilers about why she's vulnerable at certain points but also like is she vulnerable because she's in love with steve trevor <laughs> like are people just mad i i don't i don't know you I see mean, like stuff like it's, it's too woke or it's not woke enough it's like why can't people just like this like there's no way this you know People have preferences, I get it, but to me, this is on par or, you know, with uh, Shazam, with Aquaman, and it's like light years ahead of Batman versus Superman, for sure. There were no Marthas in this film, but yeah, so I just, uh, I liked the movie. I thought it was uh, poignant at times, light at times, but I can also see if, like, it really didn't pick a side, right? It wasn't overly dark the whole time and it wasn't hysterically laugh out loud either i mean other than chris pine trying on like seven outfits all with fanny packs but there you know it, it wasn't it was something where uh i just let the story happen and 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 as far as people saying it was two hours and 30 minutes long it's like oh well, i think the first one was like 10 minutes shorter so yeah. i think the only thing that I wish that they would move away for away from for films. They did the same same story arc in uh, Amazing Spider-Man, the second one where Gwen dies, mm-hmm. where they have the bad guy's entire motivation is because the good guy didn't pay attention to him in like a coddling kind of way. Like you're my bestie. That's Electro's entire motivation for being a bad guy is that. Pete didn't be like, you're my bestie and come over, I'm coming over for your birthday. Yeah. That's kind of what they, the, the base motivation for Barbara was, is like, yeah, you know, she made you, she made efforts to be your friend and that didn't disappear. She was still your friend. Now all of a sudden that's not enough. Now you got to be prettier or stronger or, or whatever than her. It's like, can't we all just be like, we like each other let's just like each other <laughs> well but but i do think that and they might have like overhammered at home on that one but i do think that's a, a big theme of the film especially with the maxwell lord angle where it's like you know his son just wants him to be a dad but he's too blinded by just wanting to be like the best at everything i mean like more 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 and, and that's another thing when he's doing that stuff, like the finger pointing and doing his quotes from his infomercial or whatever, yeah. I find that stuff hilarious. But there's going to be a lot of people that are going to think it's cheesy, right? I mean, but it's just like, it's, look, it's very 80s. And if you don't get 80s, okay. But I I think he played that character perfect. I, I mean, I think it, I, I, li- I liked it. Um, but just the idea of like, like you said, on on the end of uh, Kristen Wiig's character, like why can't she just be okay with, you know, being herself? And you know, Dinah was obviously okay with that, and they become friends that way. Um, much in the same way, it's like why can't Max Lord just be okay being what he is? But but he just has that more and more and more. And see, that's one of the underlying themes that might be irking people a little bit too. It's just like that that capitalism because people are probably tired of hearing about that or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, um, non-spoiler, but do you think that the not not the credit scene, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a second, but do you think the last scene was shot 
after they got moved to December? Or do you think the movie was supposed to always be shot like that? Or in like that? That's a good question. I don't know. That's a really good question. It didn't necessarily feel tacked on to me. Like, I think that scene needed to happen. But the time of the year in which it happened, maybe it's yeah. like, oh, did y'all do that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, but the but the uh, post credit scene, no spoilers. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's, I don't think it's leading to any other films or, or anything like that. Some people may or may not. I just thought it was awesome. Oh, gosh, yes. It took yeah. me a realize who they were referring to when they like oh. said so-and-so. And I was yeah. like, what? Oh, I have to think back to earlier in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the post credit scene, definitely check that out if you watch the film. Um, but yeah, just the... Uh, an- another thing with superhero movies, as you mentioned, the the Jamie Foxx thing, I think I think they might get caught up in that kind of uh, messy story, you know, character arc. Whenever they try to just put, you know, some sometimes two villains is one too many, and, mm-hmm. and I understand that. Like, you know, I'm the first to complain when they don't use like characters I've I've heard of, or more specifically with DC. I'm tired. I was very tired of every single villain for all their films being Aries or like a god, you know, a god of some, I'm the god of something, especially now knowing, understanding Wonder Woman is based on that. You know, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. It was nice to, for them to try to incorporate Cheetah. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's where it got a little bit messy because you can't really do that. Uh, maybe it was a little bit forced, but I don't know. I, I still liked it. I liked it. I really would have much more preferred Cheetah and Wonder Woman to be best friends and go after Maxwell Lord together. That would have been cooler to me, somehow. <laughs> now, is that something that's ever happened in any incarnation of the book? Or are they always pretty much, that's her main villain? I don't know. I just feel like they make they make for better allies. Yeah. And then just sort of way, the way they left it at the end. I mean, I guess they could take that anywhere, but I, I just, I have no idea. Like, I don't know if they're going to come back straight to modern times or, or what they're going to do. But, uh. Sorry, I got to phone. Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, but all that being said, look, the movie is definitely worth watching. Uh, a lot of people were complaining about the lack of action. I'm just like, okay. I, I guess they might as well just said, oh, no, uh, people are talking. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... I don't know. I, I like the movie. Um, now, are you were you familiar with, uh, with Maxwell Lord from the comics? Because I yes. don't think he's really been in anything else. I was expecting to, to have him be who he is in the comics. When they first introduced his character in the comic books, he's just a business dude. But then later on, something happens to him. I can't remember what the action is that happens. But he gets this power that just basically gives him influence over people. And that's where I thought they were going with it. Because that's the most recent uh, Wonder Woman arc in the comic books. Maxwell Lord's in there. And that's what he he just uses as his super influence. So he like suggests things and people have to do them. And I thought, I thought on it really hard with my husband. Like, why didn't they just use him that way? But then you lose the the object connection between Barbara and Maxwell and uh, the Wonder Woman's character is in the uh, the museum. If you don't have that, then there's not that to tie them together. They'd had to use something else because that rock thing I don't think exists in the storytelling. <laughs> Right. I, I'm not familiar with it if it does, but uh, I think I think they sort of they they did it in a in a different type of way, because by the end of the film, he did have influence and almost almost in like a mind control type of way mm-hmm. in his exchanges with people, like giving them one thing and then taking something else. And they be, they would almost become like subservient to him, mm-hmm. like almost immediately giving him what he wants. So. They they kind of did that. They just did it in a in a, like you said in a way to fit 
their their story um and that artifact in question but i mean look it's not yeah i i i like the movie i think it would <clears throat> the pacing to me was good you had some uh you did have some like heavy moments but they they handled it in sort of like a you know kind of rushing to end type of way i don't know just make in the same way that she didn't really want to deal with the realization of certain things uh the same way a person was sort of like just kind of run off from it as you know and in order to take care of it you're not going to have like a 30 minute conversation about it you're just going to do it the movie is kind of paced that way maybe some people are like what just happened i don't know but also with with superhero movies it's like i Maybe, again, maybe people are expecting too much or they're expecting this to be Avengers Endgame, but guess what? DC didn't have the the <laughs> synchronicity of, you know, 19 movies to, you know, doing what they did. So every character is kind of having to, the creatives behind each of the characters right now are having to do that kind of on their own. So I don't know. I, I, I like, the movie now whether let's say someone was like that's not wonder woman or even if someone was like okay i like that what is there a comic that you would suggest or a run specifically for someone to jump to just to get more information about wonder woman well i mean to me if they wanted to to have something that was kind of based in the same storyline the there is a a pretty current run of Wonder Woman that I mentioned before that has Maxwell in it. So you can actually, that's where I would send people to be like, here's some more, like if it angered you the way they laid out that character without him, you know, like the, the giving of consent part gives you problems. You want a more straightforward, here's a bad guy, just being a bad guy. And you can see how powerful his ability is. I would totally track down the most recent run that has him create havoc in the Wonder Woman that's going on right now. Oh, uh, yeah, because I think, I mean, he's he's an interesting character. I want to see him in more stuff. Like, it, it's possible that he was in maybe some, like, you know, Justice League cartoons way back or something. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too sure outside of the comics, besides this, what he has been in. But, um, so, this is kind of a unique situation for all the, uh, you know, Warner Brothers and DC and everyone involved because they released it in theaters, but it's on HBO Max, I think, for, I guess, another 25 days or whatever. Uh, and like I said, they already greenlit number three, so that's very good news. Um, just kind of get that uncertainty out of the way. Uh, it made $16.7 again, a fraction of what it, you know, would have had we been in normal conditions. But... What, if anything, do you think this means for the future of specifically DC Comics movies? Oh, um, I don't know. I haven't written off DC. I, I, I just have put them in a different kind of category. Like I see Marvel as being like this big, gigantic universe. It all ties together. And they, they work super hard to make sure that everything from the TV shows to the comic books to the movies all kind of has the seamless quality about them but i see dc is just like i'm just enjoying each dc movie for its own merit because there's been plenty of dc movies that when i watched them the first time i did not like like whatever the one that's it's called that has the has bane in it i don't even know the names of them but i know which ones i like i'll watch the bane one over and over and over again now because i really really love that i don't know there's something about it it's grown on me big time and I suspect a lot of this other stuff we'll we'll learn to love in the future. Like, I don't think that maybe necessarily they'll always be everyone's favorite movies, but they're a good entertainment value to them. Like, I'm looking forward to if we ever get to see Black Adam on the big screen with Shazam. I'm about that. I would watch that. Well, uh, they announced that. You know, two of the entities they're thinking about just going straight to HBO Max as far as films are Batgirl and Static Shock. Now, Static Shock, that's been reported before. The Batgirl one's a little bit surprising because 
I just really root for that character to be super mainstream. Um, But at the same time, it's like seeing kind of how finicky a lot of people were about Wonder Woman just being like, oh, I wouldn't pay for this in a theater. It's like, okay, well, some of this characters, maybe it would just be better served. Like, here, we're giving this to you. Can't complain about it. There, watch this. (laughs) And maybe, maybe you get a little bit more creative freedom or maybe you don't i don't know but i think look there's so there's a green lantern series on the way we've been talking about the possibility of a blue beetle blue beetle uh you know, booster gold comedy um would watch that. Story. that that would be a good that would be a good mini series um i don't know if hbo max is sort of like looking over their shoulder at Disney well not looking over their shoulder but like just looking at Disney Plus and seeing like okay well they're not stopping like they have the hold on the movies but now they're doing TV I would say just you know in this case maybe if they can do it more would be better right now just because just to get more stuff out and maybe characters that would have never had a shot to have their own show or movie um i i'm kind of excited about hbo max if they can just take the dc universe and run with it because with you know with dc comics uh they're still sort of in flux they had a lot of big changes this year the whole future state's coming out you know and they're gonna start this like 5g universe so we really don't know what's going on with that we don't know like the future of dc comics as far as in you know how many books are they gonna, you know, have printed this year and you know and and all that? But uh, I think with um, focusing on HBO Max and just giving us more DC content would be a good start. And to be honest, I don't even know where all the stuff from DC Universe went, like the old you know Batman cartoons and Justice League cartoons. I don't know if that's in flux right now. It's like one of those things where it's like. Okay, do I just have to buy all the DVDs now because they keep moving all this stuff around? But maybe we will see. Um, And just another little bit of movie news: Um, the Mad Max Fury Road prequel Furiosa gets release date. It's going to be June twenty third, twenty twenty three. It's going to be starring the uh, from a Queen's Gambit uh, Anna Taylor Joy and also Hemsworth. So. I like it. Let's I'm looking it. forward to that one. That that is uh that is far off, but I am looking forward to that one for uh sure. And then uh Hey, wait, but I got to I got to find out. Are we going to have a young Imogen Joe cuz that's what I want to know about. <laughs> you don't think that that would be Chris Hemsworthy? <laughs> oh no, that was cuz that character's so gross. Well, I mean, but you know, these he he morphs into that over time. So okay, so maybe I mean, it's uh, and and also, I mean, he can wear you know prosthetics and stuff. Yeah, and I didn't see he'll look like Thor one day and then not, but you know, um. So we'll we'll end by talking the comic talking comics uh, of the year for a few minutes, but uh, real quick, um. Top 10 shows on Netflix based on the number of appearances uh, of on like the the top 10 list for each day. Um, there's one one of these shows I have not heard of, but I'll just rattle them off. The Office was number one. Okay. I guess, I guess that's just like people's comfort food at this point. Coco Melon. Coco Melon. No, I, no clue. Coco Melon. Little kids show. Okay. Like, for young, like two-year-olds. <laughs> the the surprising one to me, number three was Ozark. I know people like that show, but I I just uh, I guess maybe at the very beginning of the year they had a new season. Maybe that's just a very dark, bingeable show right now. I don't know. Uh, Shit's Creek, Avatar, The Last Airbender. People love that cartoon. Tiger King, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queen's Gambit, thankfully. 
Uh, Outer Banks. Okay, I don't know what that one is either. Unsolved Mysteries. That's a weird, you know, the newer one. Um, and <laughs> Umbrella Academy. Yeah, those are all good. I've watched yeah. both. <laughs> well, what is, what is Outer Banks? I, that one's the one I don't know. Okay, I do not know that one. Um, so, look, as far as comics, I'm going to also, from, you know, looking at several end-of-year lists, uh, just sort of uh, rattle some off to you, too. Um, these were mostly, you know, like across the board, kind of voted as the best of 2020. We'll see what you think. Uh, Daredevil, John Constantine Hellblazer, Far Sector, Immortal Hulk, Ice Cream Man, and Once in Future. Any thoughts on those? Uh, my, I guess my one disagreement would be Far Sector, because I only had, I didn't have anyone on it for polls, and I only had one for the shelf, and I think that one copy did sh sell every week. So just from, from just like people, word of mouth, demand, and ordering, like no one had it on their pull boxes. Just at least for our store. I don't know if I'd put that on that list. There's other ones I sold a lot more of than that. I think that people who are into Green Lantern are really into Green Lantern. So, I, I mean, I think that it was, it's something where if you're already a fan, you appreciate what they're doing in that book. But it, that, and that's, see, that's why I'm so curious about how successful or how good is this Green Lantern series going to be on HBO Max because. We all know the the Ryan Reynolds, you know, film did not do that franchise any favors or did not do that character any favors as much as because Jeff Johns, he brought that character from not obscurity, but from like C-lister to A-lister. And then now, it, you know, now I don't think he would be that anymore, but that'll be interesting. So what other books for uh 2020 would you throw on that list um there's an ogn called uh blue and green by rom v which i think is probably going to take home a lot of awards this year um i think what other big ones came out this year that i really loved some stuff that's coming out that i'm excited about like the ice cream man uh, creator has got a new one called Ha Ha coming out, which is in the same vein. Any idea what that's about, though? I think it's another dark horror. Like anthology? Mm -hmm. I think it's it has got a clown base, maybe. Ah, no. Yeah. I know, see? <laughs> no, no, thanks. Oh, it's been such a weird year for comic books because you don't know if the effect of COVID has meant that a lot of stuff has been, you know, overlooked. It's like anything that Kate's wrote this year, all of the stuff that's been leading up to King and Black, I'm surprised that that hasn't been mentioned because it sold probably more books than anybody else. If you looked at authors this year, I'm sure that he, he sold more, more copies than anybody else by far. Can't imagine. And then they didn't mention the Joker War. And I thought that was a really strong storyline. That To me, that was a lot better than the far se sector for at least the amount of people that, that got involved in wanting to read a story. I, I'm, I'm going to have to read this Daredevil run because that's a character where it's like when his stuff is really good, it's great. Mm -hmm. And people, it's one of those characters that people are always rooting for. Um, I think... People maybe Batman and Jokered out right now. I mean, it's possible. I don't know because you had you also had the three Jokers. Yeah. Uh, but these characters like Daredevil and Constantine, I think that those are two characters where people, even though Daredevil's had a movie and then highly successful Netflix series, I think that people don't think that those characters really get their their due. Right. So maybe it's based more on that and then with far sector like i said green lantern um immortal hulk is still going strong uh, and then uh ice cream man like you said is sort of like its own niche thing horror anthology and then once in future which you know will be streaming at some point too so um i don't know like th this isn't necessarily like best selling or most popular this is i guess this is just from you know, like highest rated because i to be honest, I don't know, you know, Joker War came, you know, out 
and it happened and it was every week, but I don't know like what kind of ratings each book was getting or, you know, a lot of people don't pay attention to that anyway, but you know, I'm sure it sells well, it flies off the shelf, but it also has, you know, like 10 variants every week <laughs> or three, which might as well be 10. I don't know. But um, it's also a weird year. So it's very hard to remember what came out, you know, January, February, and March. Oh, yeah. Oh, something else big happened this year. Wasn't this year uh, Spawn Spawn's 300 when he, they set records as the longest running indie? I Is think that- so. Was that, was that, that had to be early in the year, right? Because mm-hmm. we're at 3.13 now. So, yeah, I think it was in this year. Did, did Walking Dead end last year or this year? This year? <laughs> oh, see? See? It did it? Right, was right it this year? Okay. Oh, no, no, it was last year because uh, it ended uh, the same week, I think, as the as Comic-Con. So that would have been July. Yeah. The, I, all this is just the blur. So basically, all these lists are going to be like, what did you find during isolation? <laughs> I know. We're like, what, what is that this year? Or now, what about, um, did Family Tree start this year? I believe so. I see. I, I like that one. I, I really like that one. Um, now, I believe Something is Killing the Children started last year. I think it did. I think it started like in October or right I think, before. I think you might be right. But that, that was on these list too. Like that's still going. So yeah, I can't believe that one. I mean, I love Once in Future, and I understand that that's the like their tent pole right now. But I think for the amount of continued excitement that I've seen, it's something is killing the children because we we kept on increasing our numbers every single month for that book, and just could not seem to find the top. So that we had some left on the rack. Yeah. I think I mean, it's a good... 11. I had to tell people, they were like, which numbers do you have of something that's killing the children? I'm like, going, I have nothing on the rack. I have none. <laughs> not like I'm hiding in the back room. I don't have any. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, so that's just sort of comics. Uh, now, a more broad question as we wrap up the show. What are you looking forward to in 2021? It can be any. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, I know that Spider-Man's got a new costume in like yeah. number 64 or something. And they're supposed to drop what it looks like I think this next week. I'm excited to see what they're doing. Because I like new costumes. Because I'm a sucker for that. And I want to know where crossover is going. That that super cool, super meta book from Image and Donny Cates, because there's no telling what that dude's doing. And I'm down for it, whatever it is. Uh, I'm just looking. I'm looking forward to. There's a great many films that I have been waiting for for a long time, including No James Time. Bond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They started, they, I think they put out a new trailer for that. So there's not the old one to get tired of. So I'm happy. <laughs> and uh, for me, some sense of normalcy and just people being able to do what they want now, but be safe about it. I mean, that's really, and Cobra Kai. We're getting Cobra Kai a week early on January 1st. So that's a good way to kickstart the new year for sure. That it, it launched with like a perfect Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, that that's critic based, but I mean, the, look, you're either gonna love that show or you're gonna be like, okay. I mean, that's that's the thing with that show. I've decided is like people that if you can if if you're like, hey, did you see Karate Kid? And they're like, yeah, and like watch the show. They love it. Even if they didn't see Karate Kid, if they get what's going on. Which is basically, you know, we made this movie in the 80s. Um, we have the kids teaching the older, you know, was well, specifically Johnny, like how to behave, you know, in 2020. Because he's not behaving. He's stuck in the old mindset and stuff. It just works. Like that show just works. It, it just, yeah, it just, 
it works. I want to see if they uh, combine forces, and I want to see if Hillary Swank pops up. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's got a Netflix con, or she works with Netflix now, so it's possible. Oh, we'll yeah. see. But, uh, no, that show looks fun. They, they moved it up from the 8th to the 1st to give everyone, I guess, just let's get 2021 started on a positive note. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be watching Twilight Zone, as is tradition, because they just air that on Siffy for like 48 hours uh, with the new year coming, and then that, and then Transformers on Netflix is pretty good, so that's super geekdom to rock out to. And uh, yeah, just seeing what the next year brings, hopefully some a lot of vaccines and normalcy. <laughs> we'll see. I'd love any, it. Uh, but any final thoughts? Um, I cannot wait, cannot wait to hear the first time, I guess we're going to watch it on TV instead of the movies, but uh, that just the, the shy halud. cannot wait for the for Dune to hit. I was looking forward to watching that on, on Christmas, but I guess I'll wait. I, I don't remember what day they moved it to, so, but that, <laughs> now it, that's still coming to theaters, right? I I thought not. I thought they were just gonna to stream it. Oh, I thought okay. I thought part of that deal, like Wonder Woman, is that it's like a co. Oh well, I'll be much. Deal. I'm definitely watching that in the theater if it's a possibility. I think I think it's a possibility. I'm not I'm not sure when they moved it to, but I mean, hopefully, one of these companies is gonna figure out like when theaters are gonna be mostly back. Whether that's like. August or December or what I don't know. We'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. There's gonna be lots of nerd stuff going on all year. And uh hopefully conventions mm-hmm. by the end of twenty twenty one, maybe. I don't know. We we hope. Um but uh thank you, Miss Jen, for wrapping up the year uh on Nerd News Now and thank you for watching and listening to Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online. Sponsored by Space Cadets Collection Collection and The Adventure Begins. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online like Taste Buds, Music Cafe, Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Weekly Fallout, Sports Talk, and Between the Trees Business Talk. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KBQT HD 21 over the air. And you can get this and all those other shows on Roku right now. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. And you can listen to Nerd News Now and the other Woodlands Online shows in audio form on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next year on Nerd News Now.